opinions expressed in this podcast are the opinions of Life on the Ledge podcast and its guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your healthcare professional or your mental healthcare professional if any questions. Back with part two with Donna, and we're going to continue our conversation about narcissism and relationships. Uh, we're also going to dig a little bit deeper into her story. So sit back and enjoy. And as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Life on the Ledge podcast at Instagram or Facebook via Messenger or DM us on Instagram. Or if you'd like, you can email us at Life on the Ledge podcast at yahoo.com. And I believe if you click on the link, uh, contact us, it'll also give you our phone number where you can leave us text messages or in, uh, give us a call and be one of the chosen few to join us in the communication of understanding relationships, our own empathy issues, and last but not least, our anxieties when it comes to relationships. If you have the opportunity or you just want to be heard, reach out to us. You know, if you're afraid to contact a healthcare professional, talk to somebody. And if you want to, talk to us. We're here for you. Other than that, let's get back to the show. What was that? How many months ago? Six? Do you feel by him doing that he was just appeasing you? Yes. I think he knew that... It was either do it or see me walk away. Right. I think he, I think he had a feeling that. Well, I believe that he thinks that I had people on the side, mm-hmm. which I never did. Um, but I do believe because he accused me of it too many times so I do believe that he thought he was going to lose me to another man or see that's what I start to wonder when I hear that I start to wonder was he afraid to lose you to another man or was he trying to push you away and hopefully you would leave him for another person I think he was afraid to lose me to another person. I think the more recent mm-hmm. um, issues that we've that we had um, that led up to me pretty much saying don't don't talk to me anymore. Um, I think that I think they do try to self sabotage in a way like. I'm going to push this person over the edge enough. Right. And then they'll walk away. Um, And then they'll look like the victim. Okay. Because I was always the crazy bitch. I was always the the crazy psycho bitch that flipped out um, and walked out on him and made him the victim. And I think they like being the victim. Because then you you can sit they can sit there and say, look how much of a bad person we are. Right. And and here's little innocent me. I didn't right. do anything wrong. And you know he would always look at me in these little like puppy dog eyes. You scare me when you're so mad at me. 
you scared me that day. I, I just, I don't even, I, you're, it was just so evil, like you just wanted to hurt me. No, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. But I want you to realize that, Jesus, you know, when, when you put somebody through what you're putting them through, they're going to flip out on you. Right. But once again, we're asking somebody to see some shit they don't want to see or right. deal with. And it was funny because I would always tell them, I'm like, put yourself in my shoes. How many times would you flip out? Yeah. Once again, I find that, st- to me, I always find that statement, put yourself in my shoes. And it's always funny. It's, it's hilarious. But then I think to myself, in, in my instance, I broke up with her. She got mad at me for not taking any amount of particular time to 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 get over her and i thought that i asked her was like how much time was i supposed to take i don't know but okay so i didn't have you didn't have a time frame that i was supposed to take but at the same time i could go ahead and take as much time as i fucking want but you weren't giving me time, so therefore me deciding, fuck this, I'm done done waiting for you. I'm going to take my time. Oh, you cheated on me. Like, I broke up with you. Right. How the fuck did I cheat on you? The terms and conditions did not apply if I'm no longer fucking with you. Right. So how did I cheat on you if I broke up with you? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, once again, I'm the bad guy. Right. Yeah, I had had that similar situation, sort of, where we broke up, but like you have said a million times, we break up with them, but they, they don't, don't break, break up, up with us. With us. That's right. Um, we are still theirs. We are their property. And, you know, it's like when I would go back, he would be like well did you do anything have you talked to anyone you know it would be like a a list of questions before he would even like touch me um but one time we broke up i broke up and thank you for clarifying (laughs) (laughs) and i got on the dating app um, and I and I honestly I didn't even really talk to anybody. I talked to like a couple of people, but they you know everybody's everybody's horrible these days. So trying to talk to people on apps just doesn't really work well. You know you got to feed out like you know a million bad people before you get like one okay one. Um, so I wasn't even at that point yet and. You know, I, I, when he asked me, have you talked to anybody like me? I, I, I'm not one to lie. I mean, sure, everybody does, does lies. Everybody white lies. And in my opinion, when I say I don't lie, I could tell an untruth if it's going to put it into a perspective where it's not going to hurt hurt you right okay um where if i were to tell you the truth is going to be 
worse than actually like telling a white lie. Um, but when he asked me, are you talking to anybody? You know, I'm like, yeah. I, who are you talking to? Well, I downloaded Bumble and, you know, I'm just talking because we were broken up. I never thought I was going to be back here. I never thought I was going to get pulled back here. So, but then now I'm the bad person um, for talking to people. But, right. you know, what they don't get is, you know, what am I, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to stay, stay, uh, by myself with a boyfriend that I don't technically have forever. What are, what are you thinking? Well, that's, that's what they want. They want you to be right. able to sit in the house, wait for their call, wait for the ability to talk to them when they want to talk to you, when they want to be bothered with you. Then, and only then, will I give you the, the, uh, the ability to come out of the house to come see me and then, right. you, then go back in the house and sit back in your room and be quietly sit there. Correct. Like a pair of shoes. I'll take right. you out of the closet when I want to wear you mm -hmm. and I'll put you right back in the closet when I'm done with you right. and you'll take it and like it. And like it. And don't complain about it. And here we are going right back. Right. And letting them do it. Don't complain about it. Don't bitch about it. Just accept it. And you'll like it. Yeah. And if you complain about it, then you're a problem. You're the bitch. Right. You're the complainer. And then I sit there and think to myself, if we had just shut the hell up, we'd be happy. Just shut up. That is what they want. They And it's funny because, like, so, so with him... Like, when things started to get really bad, I did shut up a lot because he didn't like to hear me talk. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't really have a lot of discussions. Like, he could sit there and talk for hours and hours. And I could sit there and look at him and smile and yeah and oh, really? And whatever. Um, as long as I was listening to him, they like to hear themselves talk a lot. Right. So, but as soon as I were to open my mouth, it would be like, oh no, I can't. I just, I can't talk to you right now. I don't feel good. Um, so I got into this, okay, then I just won't say anything. Um, I mean, really the only things that I would say was, are you okay? Can I get you something? What can I do for you? Because I was like a robot. You know, that's what they're looking for is right. this robotic person. Um, but the problem with turning into this robotic person is you lose your empathy. Um, you lose your warmth and caring self because you, you know, like, it's either, hey, listen to me, or I, I just need to become numb. 
right. and not and not have any emotion. Well, then it was, I need that warm Donna from you. I need that empathetic person. I know it's in there. Well, yeah, she is in there. But you know what? If you keep taking from her and not giving, she can't come out. She's just not there. But then I see I started to wonder if that's the case. Once again, it's making you seem as if you were this cold-hearted bitch. Well, yeah, and that's that's what the numbness does to you. It makes you appear to be this cold person because you don't know how to... You see, here's the thing. You don't really know how to show yourself anymore because they tried to mold you into what they wanted. So you really don't know yourself anymore. Right. Um, But at the same time, they want that warm person and you start to resent them and you're like, fuck you. I ain't going to be that warm person. I don't want to be. I don't want to be what you want me to be anymore. Right. But in reality, it's really who you are. But they're just sucking you dry. Man, I, I tell you, like I said, when I look back on it, then, you know, you and I have had this repertoire of going back and forth and talking about these situations and 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 dealing with it and hearing about it. But then, you know, when I've heard other people's stories, and all I keep thinking to myself is, you know, we know better. Mm-hmm. We know better. It's it's funny because like, like here even in the in the ending part of the relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, we would talk to each other and be like, oh yeah, he's gonna do this or he's gonna do that or this is what's gonna happen. Oh, watch, he's gonna call you today or you know. And it's so funny how they're so predictable after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's 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 really crazy how you could predict that. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you you. But yeah, I I feel like I I lost myself with him and. And I'm not a cold person, but I feel like I became very robotic and cold. Like, very, like you said, numb. Or uncaring, or no emotions, or whatever. Um, Which will probably affect me and any future relationships that I have, unfortunately. See, that's why the, the numbness, I feel like scares me it scares me in the context that can I shut it off like I you know just shut off you know I don't want to shut down I don't want to shut down on somebody who might be the right person I don't shut down I don't want to um, I don't want the numbness to stay like a mosquito bite or like a scar on me I want to be able to wipe it off like like a woman would wipe off lipstick off their lips. I want to be able to wipe it off my body or my face and just be like, okay, it's gone. But when I don't think that's possible because we're too damaged now from it. Right. 
see, I know, I see, with him, I couldn't um, get that warm, warm, empathetic self um, that I had, that I showed him, mm-hmm. that he... I, I believe that's that's what he and then I believe that that they do fall in love to an extent I believe that is what he loved about me okay, okay. Um, but you know the problem was is he took advantage of it they, they seem to do that they take advantage of what we could offer them or give them or show them right and you know, here I am doing all these things, you know, staying up all hours of the night, uh, acting like a nurse and a maid and, um, and a mother to somebody. And then I would have to work all day in the morning, you know, and then I started to be like, geez, if I asked him to do that, he wouldn't and I know that for a fact because I needed him several times um, with health scares and he was never there he would pretty much be like look I can't handle that I can't deal with it you know Um, and not even give a shit not even give a shit if I was gonna even make it and it goes to show you if you're not going to, it go it goes to show you what kind of person they really are. You know, um, they're just in it for themselves. Right. They're not in it for you. Well, it was kind of funny because when I had my health scare, instead of her coming to my rescue, she made me stay on the phone with her while I was at the emergency room. I kept thinking to myself, "Wow, instead of getting off your ass." Right. To come to the emergency room to see if I was going to live or die. Um, you would rather stay on the phone. Yeah. Well, you see, I didn't even get that, so you're lucky. See, I got, I can't talk right now, I don't feel good. Right. And it was funny because at the time I was getting admitted into the hospital, he... He had just had, so we had, I think, surgery on the same day. I had a major surgery, and he had his gallbladder out, okay? So I had complications several days later, and, you know, drove myself to the emergency room because I didn't have anybody. Right. Um, and then I'm be- being admitted because I am about to die. And I called him thinking, you know, I need this guy. Yeah, I need him. Boyfriend, you know. um, this is the guy that I need to be next to me. Right. And he's like, yeah, I don't feel good. My stomach hurts real bad. And I'm like, you only got your goddamn gallbladder out. I've had my gallbladder out before. Yeah, I know it fucking hurts, but right. fuck, you're not going to die. You know? Right. Um, so yeah, I was, I was very upset, and then I get, you know, admitted, and, um, 
then I don't hear from him until like like 15 hours later and I'm thinking what the hell I could be dead right. how are you feeling just a text no phone call you know so like what you're showing me is how you feel about me and that's the problem like they've showed us that from the beginning Right. And that was a red flag that we missed. And how they do it, I don't know. How they get us to not see those things because a normal person, if we were to date a normal person, right. That that's not a narcissist. That's just some jackass person, you know, whether it be some flaky dude or you know, some flaky chick. Um, we would see those red flags in an instant. Right. And we would be like, screw you, I ain't, I'm not wasting my time. Um, but with these people, you know, it's, how did they just reel us in so easily? And even though we see all of these red flags we see all of these things that they do to us all of the hurt that they've done to us all the toxicity in the relationship yet if they were to call us right now we would come running to them well i would like to t say myself i wouldn't I would like to believe. But let's say, so you're eight years in? Yeah. Okay, at year two? Year two, it was all... Would you go running? Yeah, year two I would have, because so, it was all sex all the time. It was, it, was, it was just sex, 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 sex. So, but the point is, you would go running. Yeah. Well, it, and it's funny that we talked about this earlier, about sex, you know... When I first, when I first, you know, we had sex rather quickly. And right. when I was first with him, I'm like, gosh, he's so passionate. Right. It's like everything is perfect. Um, and, and one of the funny things is, like, I'm not really one to pay people compliments a lot because I'm... I'm an insecure person, right? Um, or at least I used to be. Um, he has made me very secure about myself, so I'll give him that. But, um, like, sex with him was always so great, and he has always been in, in the top. Um, although they seem to, well, he would seem to be like, well, you don't say that I'm any good. You don't, you know, it's always, he, they're always looking for validation in some way. Right. Um, but the funny thing is I would never, I would never validate him because I was always like, I was always afraid that if I were to pay somebody too many compliments or be like, yeah, you're the best guy I've ever been with or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, 
it would be like that's the only reason why they're with me is because I paid them compliments or right. um, they're not really liking me for me they're only liking me because I say nice things or, or something um, or or they wouldn't believe me anyway so then I would feel rejected in some way right so so I never really would would pay him compliments and he would always throw that in my face that I wouldn't um, but at the same time I would be like like the whole beginning of our relationship I was like oh he's saying beautiful you know beautiful to some chick online and then I'm like you know or we'll be watching TV she's the most beautiful actress I love her she's so fucking gorgeous or Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like thinking, you never even called me pretty. You never called me anything. Right. You know? What the fuck? What's what's wrong with me? <laughs> you know, but you but you want compliments? Right. You know? No. Well, if see, I, then, I'm not going to, if I'm not going to eat them, why should I compliment you? Well, see, then I felt like the dick because... I started feeling like I was always complaining about, you know, are you mailing this shit in? Like, you're a girl and you're just, whatever you do is just, I should just accept it and be happy whether you're giving all the effort or not. And if I complained about it, then I was the, I was the dick. Well, nobody else in my past has ever complained about it. I'm like, yeah, but you act like you don't want to do this shit. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there asking, like, can you put a little bit more effort in and make it seem like you're doing something here? Right. But then I started wondering, okay, was it the her own insecurity? But then I came to the realization it was her own insecurity with herself. And then when I gave it her, gave it to her, told her she could be anyone sexually she wanted to be, she she became. And I'm like, okay, great. You're in this with me. We're, I'm not doing this by myself anymore. Right. I'm not the one trying to get you into this. But then when we had that conversation the other day about, and I should send you the video about the, the narcissist and the them using sex to control us. Yeah. Then I started to be like, oh shit. Right. She was just you controlling me, and here I was not realizing it. And I sit there and gave her the tools. Because at first she wasn't controlling me because her I wasn't she wasn't giving me enough. Right. Therefore, when I showed her what she had to do to control me, essentially I gave her the instruction booklet to have control over me. Mm-hmm. As opposed to me saying, "You have to do X, Y, and Z. This is not enough for me. You're not doing it right." Blah blah blah, and bitching and complaining. Well. Essentially, what I did, once again, was tell her everything she had to do to control me. Right. And what did she do? She did everything in the world to control me. And then what did I do? I went right along with it. Mm-hmm. Didn't complain and was just accepting it like it was nothing. Right. And every time we saw each other, it went right to that. And then it, there was nothing else. And I realized... We don't go out. We don't go anywhere. It's just you come over, we have sex, you leave. And I'm thinking, 
fuck. I'm the hookup guy. Yeah. I'm not a boyfriend. Right. I'm not I see you when I see you guy. And I should just be happy with that. Right. Not even realizing it until years later, but it it, it did, I think it destroyed me more than anything else realizing I was that guy. Mm-hmm. And mm. here I was being dangled once again of being the boyfriend, but yet no. Because if I was the boyfriend, I would see you every day if I wanted to. Right. If I was the boyfriend, I would have right of first refusal every Friday night, Saturday night. But no, I didn't even have that, but God forbid I go out with my friends. Right. So it was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, with him in the beginning, it was, I only saw him on Friday. Right. Then when I became the girlfriend and I was there a lot, if I was at my house, he was very much the last minute person. Um, You know... I would reserve my Friday for him or whatever or weekend and if I was at my house he would be like you know not calling me until late Friday right you know and and it got to the point where look just make a plan you know just say yeah I'm coming over every Friday or whatever you know but don't make me be the last minute person um you know i like a plan because i want to know what i'm doing otherwise i'll go make other plans right but the thing was he would make the plan and then it would be like oh i don't feel good you know so maybe it's not a good idea you come out so now not only did he prevent you know make it to where I waited for him he prevented me from going out elsewhere because that's what he wanted if he couldn't have me then nobody else could controlling your time controlling me in every aspect um and it was funny because like the recent right before the breakup um you know he had asked me oh why don't you come over now back in the day it would be he could call me at any time and i would be right there getting dressed and running right out to him you know like absolutely i'll be right there right right there honey you know i'm coming um and i was like pretty much yeah no I don't, I'm not going to drive all the way out there. It's an hour. It's, you know, that's too far for me. Right. Um, and then you would think he would have made plans if he wanted to see me so bad. He would have made plans for the next day, you know. Make plans that day. Well, okay, I under, I get it. I get it that, um you know it's an hour away it's last minute how about we do it tomorrow but he didn't want to do that so he waited until the last minute the next day and I had made plans and he was pissed 
because I made plans without him. And, and I think that's the problem. You you have you have a you're choosing to have a life without me that I don't exist in your life. And now I have a problem with that. Right. And I think that's what always drives me crazy. Oh, my personal favorite. Oh, I'm coming over to visit you. Are your friends going to be there? Like, no, but I can invite them out if that'll make you feel better. Hmm. Well, no. Okay. Well, they're not available. Okay, then um, magically she couldn't come out. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, then why would my friends have anything to do with you coming over? Because then it makes it seem like their existence pended on you coming out. Right. And I'm like, that made no sense. Or my personal favorite, if I was out, where are you at? I'm like, I'm out at a bar. Okay. I'm going to come out. All right. Come on out. I'll meet you at my house. Oh, no. What bar are you at? I'll meet you at the bar. Okay, great. Were you coming out? Well, no. You ain't telling me, you know, I would just sit there and think to myself, were you ever actually coming out or did you just want to know where I was? Was it just the control of knowing where I was so that you could have that control over me? Mm-hmm. So I think for me that was the whole issue. You know, you you understanding you can't control me a hundred percent, but you're trying to control something, so right. you can feel like you're controlling me to some extent that you can steer me in a direction. Mm-hmm. that makes you happy right and I think that would frustrate that frustrated me and it just pissed me off like every time I was out if she knew I was out um where you at I'm at the bar with my friends why and she's just texting me constantly and I'm like I'm out you don't you know if I'm telling you I'm out why are you texting me right you know I'm out with my friends I'll talk to you tomorrow Okay. And then texting me two minutes later. Mm-hmm. Well, my personal favorite, purposely getting into an argument with me about something. Yeah. Knowing, or, or, or trying to start an argument with me, purposely knowing I'm going to get pissed off because you're trying to start a fight with me and you know I'm out. Right. So my issue then becomes... Are you trying to control me or are you trying to just stop me from feeling as if you don't want me to be out? Mm -hmm. So Hmm. I never really understood what she was trying to do. But the thing I did understand, it's still a form of control. Can I control him? If I can't control him all the way, how much control can I have over him? that I feel like I'm in control. Correct. Yeah, and it's funny. Like, I think maybe the last couple months I've been very, well, probably more because we've been pretty much broken up since November, Mm -hmm. technically. Um... Yeah, and it probably was right after my birthday because, you know, he did the nice things for my birthday and then it kind of just fell apart Um, because I knew he wasn't doing 
what he promised he would do. He did it once, thought it would be good enough. Right. Um, but I think he noticed that he was having a hard time controlling me. I was getting to the point where it, I was like angry um, and pretty much like, hey, I'm doing what Donna wants. I'm not doing what you want anymore. It's too bad if you don't like it. Right. And I think that was a problem for him. Um, and he kept saying, I've noticed you've changed. No, I haven't changed. I'm the same person. I'm just not taking your shit anymore. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think once, once you start to regain that control of yourself, and they see that, they may go into panic mode for a little while, but then they just get pissy and it's like, I don't like it anymore. Because yeah, they, now, they can't do anything with you. Yeah. You're useless to them. Right, because you, because I think the last communication I had with her was, I'm, 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 I have so much hate. And I keep thinking to myself, no, I don't have hate in me. Is This is what you created in me. Correct. By you, by you not trying to fix the things you destroyed. By you not seeing you've destroyed, you've made so much damage. And you've made no uh, strides to try to fix that damage. Um, you All you did was make a person... Uh, you know, all you, a mosquito bite can sit there and stick you, you, you it's nagging. Mm -hmm. But if you stick me enough times with a mosquito, I'm going to get pissed. Yeah. And you do it enough times thereafter, now I'm going to get angry. And you keep doing it, knowing this is hurting me. Right. And you, it, it's not like... You, I, I think they try to do it to see how far they can push you before you flip out. But that's the thing I don't get. Why be so self-destruct? Why destroy something that can be so pure? Because that's and all. That's all they know. That that's all they know is destruction. So um, essentially, throw the dynamite in the room and close the door. And close the door. Right. And you see, the thing is, like, how we end up flipping out on them or getting pissed off or angry or whatever we do um, what they don't understand is like our actions us flipping out us getting angry us yelling or whatever we do um, is a direct result of how they treat us and right how they've treated us multiple times and it's just a build-up like we're we're essentially the room where they're throwing the dynamite in yes we we are there and they keep on you know attacking us in whatever ways to get us to explode um, so they keep on feeding that dynamite and then just one day they just light the match and be like, you know, and we explode on them. 
um, but but it's it's there. They do it to us. Um, and sure, maybe we should have a little more self-control, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like that's that's the reaction that they want out of us. They want to vilify us and turn themselves into the victim. Um, and I don't know who, well, for him, for instance, him being the victim to his mom. Right was what he was looking for um he wanted to be that victim so he can probably be babied by his mother um you know now if i were to keep babying him and taking care of him and whatever he wouldn't need that right he wouldn't need to do that but because I was putting my foot down and saying, no, I'm not going to be treated this way. All of a sudden, I'm the villain. You're the bad guy. You know what Donna did to me? Oh, my God, she hurt me. She yelled at me. She scared me. Um, And I'm like, you know, because, yeah, the one instance that, and he throws it at my face, he would throw it at my face so many times. Um, and sure, did I have to flip out? No, but like, you know, he had kept me up several nights. I, I had a very, very bad lack of sleep. Like, it would be, and, I, and I'm, I'm an old person. I go to sleep at freaking nine o'clock, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, Staying, you know, instead of going to bed at 9, he's like, stay up with me. I'm staying up until 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, then he will let me go to sleep, okay? I'll go to sleep, and then he'll walk in in an hour, and, oh, I, uh, sorry, I got to turn the light on because I have to get my medicine. You know, so now I just fall asleep. Now I'm awake again. And he, an hour later, he goes in, in the room again and goes into the bathroom, you know. And he was the person that would stay up to all hours of the night. So then at, like, 4 in the morning, he would finally go to bed. So what would he do? He would come in, turn the light on. Instead of, like, a normal person where you would, you know, sneak in a room and... You know, in the dark, maybe use your phone as the light and crawl into bed with your your spouse or significant other, you know, so you wouldn't wake them up. Oh, no, no, no. Right. Let me turn on the huge light. Let me make a shit ton of noise. So now, what did I really have to go to sleep here? I only had, like, maybe two and a half hours total, you know, mm-hmm. and now I have to get up for work. Okay. So, and then I have a stressful job. I'm, I'm like, my anxiety was through the roof with him. Right. You know, and you got to think, this is, this is four times a week. And then he would be like, oh, stay up with me. I think I'm going to have to go to the emergency room. Well, if it's 11 o'clock and you think you're going to have to go to the emergency room, let's go. No, no. 
if you just stay up with me, I could probably control it. Why don't you just go? I'll take you. We'll be home by two. Right. We could both go to sleep. So we have, you know, five hours worth of sleep before we have to wait, before I have to wake up and go to work. Right. Well, just because it's convenient for you doesn't mean it's convenient for me. Exactly. Okay. So I would be up. Then I would take him to the emergency room because, you know, he had to go at 2 in the morning instead of at 11. And then I'm up all night. Well, you know what? Now my mind isn't working anymore. Okay. Right. And I, well, not only this, I was like, Let's go to the emergency room. Let's go. Because now you're Let's working on go. frustration. And, okay, just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Oh, wait, I got to go on my computer. Oh, wait, just let me do this lesson. So now I'm pissed off. I'm like, dude, are you fucking sick or not sick? You know? Right. We get in, we get in the car, and I flip out on him. Because I'm like, you know what? If I'm taking you right now at 2 in the morning, I'm going to be with you all night. Don't think you're going to go home and go to sleep because I'm sick of you doing that. Right. Because what he would do was we would get back to the house at 7 in the morning and I'd have to be at work at 8 and then he'd be, I'd be quiet because I have to go to sleep. What the fuck? I've been up all night too. Right. Why are you going to sleep? I gotta work. I gotta work all night. Why do you or all more or all, right. all day, you know? And it would be be quiet. Don't if you're gonna be in the kitchen, don't make noise. You know, there were instances where I was like waiting to eat until he got up because I couldn't make noise in the kitchen. Right. He would he would be like. What's all the noise? I can't sleep. Well, what the hell? I couldn't sleep for fucking a week. You know? Mm-hmm. So I flipped out on him. And he brings it up like, no tomorrow. He would be like, you scared me. You were yelling at me. I thought I was having a heart attack. And you're yelling at me like you wanted to kill me. You know? No, it's just my mind is fried. You know? Right. Well, see, when I hear when I hear that, I just sit there and think to myself, it's not a point to me that you were trying to kill him. No one wanted to hear Donna side of the story that Donna is tired, Donna is wore down, Donna is hurting. He didn't want to hear that. Right. He didn't care to hear that. He didn't care that he broke me down into pieces and expected me to still take care of him. In which case, that's when I start to wonder, was that the plan? Wear you down and to the point where you were controllable. Maybe, but you see, the thing is, you can't control somebody like that. Right. You know... If he wanted to control me, treat me nice, and you know what? I would have done whatever he wanted. All right. well, you know, absolutely. What's, what's those movies, um, those movies um, where they, um, they get the, they, uh, they 
get a soldier and they uh, they want to torture him and they put him in with music and then they keep him up for hours and hours and hours mm -hmm. and then they don't let him sleep and then you're yeah it's like a Stockholm yeah. syndrome then you're you're willing to do whatever they want you to do right yeah pretty much yeah and pretty much I was probably like that for a while until I was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, the funny thing is, like, I really changed a lot, you know? I was one to where I was exercising every day. Oh, now that I'm with him, no exercising. Now I'm trying to exercise not being with him, and I'm just like, oh, holy shit, am I out of shape, you right. know, to where I could actually, like, jog for, like, eight miles before, and now, I mean, God, I probably couldn't even walk a mile, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, so... He, he took away to where I wasn't going out with any friends. I wasn't doing, you know, my artwork. Um, and, and the funny thing is, like, like with the art, it's, it's like he made me to where I didn't want to do it anymore. Right. I think. Um, so, yeah, it's actually... I, it's very hard trying to get back to the person that I used to be or the person that I am and want to be again. So I, I sit there and think to myself, is if the person you used to be, can you ever get back to that person? I think that's entirely up to you up to you in the context that you have to do work to get back to that person? Right. Or up to you in the context that you have to um... Well, I think I think maybe you don't go back to that person. I think you move forward to the new person. Um, you carry your old traits with you. Okay but you acquire the knowledge of not to do certain things because of them. Alright. Well, I, I don't know, because I guess I feel like I know I've done the work when I, when I, when I leave a relationship, I've done the work. I, I, I sit there and think to myself, I have to evolve, I have to grow. No matter what the relationship is, I have to do it. Because I have to feel like I've learned something about myself and about that relationship. Right. And I have to feel as if I am better than the person who hurt me. Mm -hmm. This person will not define me. This person will not make me feel like I am not lovable. Okay. So in that context, I know where my deficiencies lie, but at the same time, I will not sit there and dig a hole and lay in the rabbit hole and say, 
I'm damaged. I can't. Um, I can't live. Right. I can't move on with my life. This person's hurt me so. Hmm. So I, I guess I mean I don't want to make excuses and give this person more power over me. Right. And I think that's my fear. Hmm. That if I if I don't try to fix myself, if I don't try to change, that's what this person is gonna have over me. They're gonna have that power over me where they can just text me and say, Hey, and right. then I'm gonna see that text and my anxiety is going to just Oh oh, trust kick, kick me. In. I I know exactly what you're talking about because look, I'm only what, a couple weeks in of not technically being with him uh-huh. even though we were I would say pretty much ended at least a couple months ago okay but um yeah the bad thing is if he were to text me Oh yeah, my anxiety would get to me so bad that I would be right there. It, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Which is sad. So would you say would you say your anxiety made you more of a target for this person or the narcissist? Go ahead. Go ahead, move. There you go. I can cut that out. All right. So, would you say um, that your anxiety was the issue, and they just, you know? put a a target on it and fed off of it the funny thing is I never really had an anxiety problem until I met him I think they cause us to have anxiety or self-doubt They, they they cause us to feel insecure and yeah I I, I, I don't know I don't know I, I just think that they cause us to have so many like thoughts because um, I don't remember ever feeling like this with a person you know, I've had relationships with people, bad relationships, good relationships, whatever. Right. And I never used to feel this, I, it's it's like a spell. It's I don't crazy. even know if insecurity is a good word. Because I, I feel like, because um, I don't feel insecure when I'm in a relationship, I feel powerful. When I'm in it, when I when I have that person mm-hmm. with me, I feel powerful. Right. But when I don't have them with me and I'm sitting there fighting for their attention, 
then I feel like I'm I'm insecure because right. not having them is making me feel like I have nothing. Right. So I think that's where I get lost. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's very weird because like I I can like I'm still like I think about this guy and and I'm is like gosh you know and I and I know it's it's such a toxic relationship and and yeah I constantly think about it and I do have a lot of unanswered questions and whatever but but yeah if he were to just call me and talk normal and be like hey do you think you could come over so we could talk? I would probably go. And see, that's the part I, d I don't think I could anymore. Because um, like I said, once I desexualize a person who's hurt me so much, I can't love you anymore. Right. I don't even know if I'd care if she lives or dies. I mean, I, I know that sounds fucking repulsive that I say right. that. No, I know. But, um, but at the same time, I start to wonder... If you've hurt me so much, how can I love you? How can I give you anything in return or response of, of emotion and affection when all you've done is give me nothing in return of what I asked for you? Right. It's like I give you the, the keys to a Ferrari and then you come and tell me you can't drive a stick but you tear up the transmission. Right. And the transmission is half the price of the car. Mm. So how can I love you when you all you've done was tear up the car? Right. You didn't respect the car. But if you gave me the keys to the car and the car was you, I better polish that thing every day. I better put certain I better put ninety three premium in that car. <laughs> I better, you know, you know, make sure I I, I clean wash the car every right. day. If it was given to me the other way around. Right. But I'm giving them the keys to it so they don't appreciate it. So I start to wonder that very thing. If you did if they didn't have to work for it, they don't appreciate it. Correct. But if they have Which to, is which is, you know, that's that's the saying. Right. You know you want something that you want something that you can't have fully so you work for it when people get stuff easily they don't want it right so they're getting us easily they don't want us right um that's why when we back away from them well then it's oh baby right. you know where are you um I mean, to be honest, I don't think he would do that now. I think, I think I pissed him off too much. Um, Revolt, you being punished. You're being punished essentially for not doing what they needed wanted, you to do. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. being punished. True. In which case, if that's the case, if we're being punished, then move the fuck on you don't need to punish me right go find somebody else to get your your fix from 
see, but that's the thing. Like with him, he can't go out and find somebody else. Right. He's not healthy, so I'm his only option. And he knows if he could be just a little sweet to me, I'll turn around and be like, okay, maybe he's changed. Oh, I've changed, I've changed, I miss you, I love you. Okay. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like, like even talking, like, I don't even think these people really know what love is. Like, um, you know, I, I said I love you to him, mm -hmm. and he didn't say anything back. And it wasn't even until over a year that he finally said, I love you. And it was funny, like, we were in the middle of, like, arguing. And um, I went to bed. And we weren't really, like, in a good place. Okay. And um, I went to bed and what he would always do so often was you know once I went to bed like I said always come into the room like an hour later right and I'm laying there I'm half asleep he comes into the room and is like look I just you know I just want to talk to you and I'm like half asleep you know, I'm like, we'll sit down, just whatever, just talk, you know, like, I'm not really even listening because I'm half asleep, and he's like, I, I just wanted you to know how much I appreciate you and how much I love you, and, and I thought to myself, am I dreaming because, did he just actually say he loved me? What? You know, I mean, is, is this really happening? Because... I mean, we've been dating for like a year, a year and like four months. I mean, I never thought he would ever say I love you to me because, I mean, who waits a, over a year in a relationship, you know, when you're even living with the person and doing all these things with the person? Like, shouldn't you have already said I loved you? And, you know, I just figured he doesn't know how to fucking love at all. Right. Um, and then, in which case, that makes me wonder, was he just saying it to appease you? Probably. Probably. Yeah. And then he said it a bunch of times, and then, um, a little bit after my birthday, he stopped saying, you know, um, you could be happy sitting there and just accepting it the way it is. Right. Um, well, nobody else ever complained. Why are you complaining? Why are you complaining? Hey, maybe that's why you, you know, like, in my mind, maybe that's why your fiancé left you. Right. Maybe that's why you couldn't keep a girlfriend um, for so long and you just resorted in... You know, going around and just fucking women, you know, for so many years. I don't know. Right. But, but yeah, it, it, it's funny. Like, I, I go through, like, things in my head and, oh, let me read these text messages or let me write these letters a million times to him, 
you know, thinking it's going to make me feel better and give me closure. You're never going to have closure ever. Um, you're, it's always going to be an open subject and that's what lets them, that's what gives them the opportunity to come back in if they want to. But see, I have to believe when it comes to closure, if we're never going to get it, they should never be able to come in the door unless they give you closure up front. Yeah, you would think so. Right. And that's why I sit there and think to myself, like, what can I do as a person to sit there and say, hey, you know this person. And I told, you know, I told a girl today, she was like, oh, I regret my baby daddy. I regret. And I was like, no, you can't regret your baby daddy. He may have been a narcissist. He may have done all these things to hurt you. He may have hit you. He may have done all this shit to you. But if you regret it, then you regret your daughter. Right. But realistically, you can't regret that person. What you should be regretting is why you let this person stay in your life as long as you did. Right. Why didn't you see the things that this person was doing to you when everybody else around you saw it? Right. But you thought, I can fix it. Yeah. And it's actually pretty sad, like, how many people see these things. Right. Um, see the changes in you and um, like, like me I would constantly make excuses for him why he wasn't going anywhere meeting my friends or meeting my mom right you know meeting my mom after a year and a half of dating you know I mean come on right what the hell is that, right? Um, like, like, and even, even today, I still make excuses, you know, to where it's, oh no, Brian can't. Oops. <laughs> oh no, we'll, B we'll, can't we'll, come. We'll that out. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, oh, I, and I'm still making excuses to where, like why he couldn't meet my friends or or you know we're not going anywhere or doing anything together um it, yeah it's it's a sour subject for me because you know like i was promised a lot of things and i didn't even get like one percent of anything that right. he promised he would fix or do or, or anything well and that i agree with because that's what you know that's why when when my person tried to come back i was like no i'm i'm, I'm putting hoops up for you to jump through right you have to show me i'm putting walls up around you you have to climb now i'm doing all these things and it's not going to be easy for you and my favorite was, well, why should I have to jump through hoops? I shouldn't have to do this. Like, you're right, you shouldn't. But guess what? You built those walls around me. Right. You made those hoops appear. Yeah. Because of inconsistency, making promises you didn't keep, mm -hmm. um, unnecessary things, telling me that you were going to do all these things. And what did I do? I soaked it up like a sponge with, the, with these hopes and dreams that you were going to do all these things for me, right. but you didn't. And then when I realized you weren't going to do them, 
all that all I started to realize was well shit I'm sitting here hoping and praying and needing you to be this person for me but you're right. never going to be that person yeah and now when I go on the dating apps I'm like no if you're not going to be this person I need you to be up front I don't want you Right. Because all, I would rather be alone. Now I, I just have this attitude. I would rather be alone and get a cat and and then say, fuck it. I don't want to be with anybody. Mm -hmm. I hate cats. But <laughs> I would rather be alone and be happy being alone than deal with somebody who's not going to give me everything I want and need. Right. Not going to be my... My my uh, oh my my Betty White, <laughs> not, mm -hmm. not my Betty White, but you know my Bonnie, the Bonnie to my Clyde, mm -hmm. you know my partner in my crime, you know me looking at that person from the other side of the room when we're having evil thoughts about the the situation we're in, like we both want to do something stupid because we're having so much fun by ourselves and nobody understands what the fuck we're up to, but they don't have to because we're having fun because right. we're on the same level of stupidity that night. Mm -hmm. We're both a little intoxicated and we're feeling silly. Okay, great. To me, that's my relationship because I'm having fun in it. Right. But if you can't be that person for me up front, if I can't talk to you about the stupidest thing in my head, then I, I don't want it. Right. Or my personal favorite, like I told a girl the other day, I want you to, I want, if you run for president, I want you to have to, I want to know so much about you, if you want for president, that you have to decide either you're going to kill me or I'm going to be your number one hit man because I know so much mm. that I'm going to go out and kill people who you just point and tell me who you don't want <laughs> to hang out because they know too much about you and you don't want them to exist because the, you don't want them around. Right. I want to be the person that we know that much about each other that we don't even have to think twice that if an ex or somebody tries to stick their head and say, oh, did you know that, you know, you, you know she uh, likes this or you know he likes that. Oh, yeah. Did you know he likes that too? And they'll look at you like you stupid because mm -hmm. you know more than they do. Right. I don't want my friends to know more about me than my girlfriend does. I don't want my girlfriend to know less than my friends do. I want the people who I tell everything to, I want you all to know the same thing. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want there to be secrets and lies on the table. Mm -hmm. But if I can't have it the way I want it, I don't want it. I'd rather right. be alone. I'd rather be comfortable and alone in my, in my own happiness and say, fuck it. Mm -hmm. This is my life. Me being by myself and being happy and getting used to that shit than being with somebody who's not giving me everything I want anymore. Right. That's where they that's what this person has got me to that point I, I don't want empty promises because empty promises have, have drilled holes in my heart yeah um I need I need to be shown I need to be chased right I mean you ain't gotta you ain't gotta sit there and chase me around the corner physically but you know I need to be shown that you know you like me a little bit you know right yeah make me think shit alright she likes me you know right right yeah, and you see, and that's the point where I am at as well, because I was the one that was doing the chasing, um, so, so yeah, now I want those rules to be reversed, although, you know, 
as a rom you know old-fashioned romantic kind of person that's how they should be in my mind like the man's supposed to court the woman right um but here i am doing you know hey can i can i go grocery shopping for you before i come over sure can you get this this and this sure oh can you go here now too oh okay can you do this sure now i get to his house can you do this oh well are you gonna wash the dishes i i haven't fucking been here for two weeks uh, what do you mean am i gonna none of these dishes are mine right you know Oh, are you going to wash the dishes? I need to rinse my pasta. And I'm thinking, what the hell? You know? I don't know. I, I, I want... I need it to be about me now. Right. Not about somebody else. Because, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm tired of giving my all for someone who didn't appreciate it. Yes, 100%. I, I, I don't want to put any more effort that I'm not getting the reciprocal. You know, what are people saying nowadays? Matching energies? Right. Oh, well, fuck that. I want to go even past that. I don't want just a match energy. I want you to give me more than I need, more energy from you than I need, so I can recycle your energy and give it back to you. Right. Because to then I can, I'm, I can say to myself, this person gives me so much gives me more than I could have ever imagined a person can give me. Right. Um, I want to be able to look that in the face and say, I knew there was something for me out there. Right. And I waited for it. It was worth the wait. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm impatient as all hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I understand that too. Right. Hmm. So, I mean, part of me feels like we can sit here and bitch and moan about it, complain about it, do a whole knitting circle, but realistically, we know at the end of the business day that who these people are. And like you said earlier, we can sit there and write a, a, a time slot of what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, what they're going to say, and when they're going to say it and what their yeah. efforts are going to be and still not have the satisfaction we want right and and, that, and no matter what we do like i said that no matter if we try to do closure texts or emails or whatever mm -hmm. it's not going to matter because it doesn't matter to them right and that's the thing it it's like they could sit there and shut up and listen to us and let us speak everything that we've wanted to say for all of this time um, but it's not going to bring us the closure that we need because ultimately they don't care um, you could they'll read your emails they'll read your texts they'll then they'll act like nothing ever happened because they don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't believe they did anything wrong. Right. But see, that's why I sit there and say to you, that's just, for, for me, it's like, it's trying to get somebody to accept responsibility for their actions 
who doesn't feel like they did anything wrong. And you're never going to get somebody to do that who doesn't feel like they did anything wrong. Right. Um, what are, like the reluctant two or three year old when you tell them, say you're sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, say it like you mean it. Fine, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go, get out of here. They didn't mean that. They no. just They just said, I'm sorry to appease you so you could leave them the fuck alone. Right. And that's what I feel like they do to us. They say, I'm sorry, like they don't mean it. And then when you're upset, you're bitching, you're moaning, you're complaining. They don't understand why you're upset now. Right. I'm like, you don't realize at all why I'm pissed off. And that's the one thing I could never understand. And two minutes later in the conversation, you, you still mad? <laughs> but it's you know, and then I'm blowing up, and I'm like, "Why are you so angry?" Because I'm still fucking mad. Mm-hmm. You never accepted responsibility for my anger. Yeah. But then I realized something that I think smacked me in the face. You're making me angry. You want me to be upset. Mm-hmm. Because it's nothing but another form of control. Right. You want to be in control of my emotions. You want me to be angry. Mm. You want me to be upset. You want to be. You want to be the person that can make me upset and make me feel right. this way. Right. Right. Because now you control how I feel. Yeah. And then when I realized that, I was like, "Motherfucker, you mm. you did that to me again." Right. All right. Not letting that happen again. Hmm. Nope. Not going to do it. Because if every time I do it, I'm always giving you the sense that you have some form of control over me. Right. As opposed to me saying, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm busy today. Mm-hmm. I'm not exce- I'll, I'll text you later. And, you know, when I'm t- ready to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. So in that context, I feel like I, I have to relearn that. As opposed to saying to myself, okay, great you have control and now you're going to punish me for three or four days and not respond right and then i'm sitting there pissed off at myself for not seeing that right yeah hmm. and i think that's the point when we, when we see it we still do the same stupid shit. right so and we still we still let them get under our skin right so at the end of the day I start to wonder, are we ever going to learn our lesson? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think the only way to get these people out of our lives for good is either to be strong enough to have a no contact, mm-hmm. um, which is very hard um like look i could sit there it's funny we're he blocked me on facebook i blocked him on instagram um people say block his phone number but at the same time i'm like you know it's like you care about this person right um and for him it's a little different because you know he does have health problems and to be honest, I feel that one day it's 
he 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 will end up you know dying and um you know in my mind i i worry about that you know so it, it it's tough because it's like at the same time you want to be this person's friend right you know because hey I invested two years in you. Um, I don't want anything. Like I'm, I'm at a point where I don't want anything to happen to you. But do I know it's the right thing to let you go? Do I know it's the smart thing for myself and my own sanity um, to let you go? Yes. Um, at the same time, it's very hard to to actually let it go. And it's always going to be the hard thing to let go because you're never going to know if it's the right thing to do. Right. Because he, you know, he has redeemable qualities about him. But these qualities, I see them. He just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like, if it's a self-sabotage in him that just is like, ah, fuck it. I, you know, I'm not good enough for somebody um or is he really just that much of a narcissist that you know oh she'll keep coming back to me i i, I don't know you see that's the, that's what i truly think it is and i was joking around trying to think of a good title for this one love and the narcissist who made me is the one i'm rolling with oh, right yeah. now <laughs> so that's what i'm rolling with right now <laughs> because that's what it feels like because who were we before we met these people you know right. we were these independent people you know doing all these independent things right and then when these people came into our lives we singularly focused all our time and mental attention onto those people mm-hmm. so um nothing else in our lives mattered I mean, I remember being at work, physically at an office, trying to do work, in in a uh, on a um, you know on phone calls, you know mm-hmm. meetings, putting the meeting on mute so I could talk to her. Yeah. Just like I wasn't even paying attention in the meeting, it was because talking to her made more. It was more more important. important. Yeah the same thing you know because he would always be like oh well um why don't you leave work early come out here why don't you know this and that there were times where you know he didn't feel good so i would be like hey look work um you know he's having some issues can i take off of work Mm -hmm. um you know, can I leave at four so I can, you know, take somebody to a doctor's appointment, but it wasn't even that. It was, I was driving up to his house because he wanted me to leave early and be there an hour early. Right. You know, so it was like, you are, he, it's almost like they, they try to see how much you will do for them. Right. How important you are to them. Yeah. My personal favorite: spend day hours in the day talking to them, 
not knowing how to get off the phone because all you want to do is talk to them. Right. And the conversation is just going and going and going, and you don't know how to stop it. Yeah. Well, you see, I never really had that problem with him because he didn't like to talk to me too much. <laughs> he would talk to I mean, he liked to talk. He would talk. Right. As soon as I would open my mouth, it would be, okay, I got to go. I can't talk to you. And it was funny, like, he would always be, um, like, we would be sitting there watching TV and he'd be talking and then I would go to, like, start up a conversation and he'd be like, look, I can't talk. I, I just don't have the breath to talk. I don't feel good. I, I, you know, and I'm thinking, we just talking to me for like an hour. What the hell? You know, you don't have to talk. I'm talking. Just listen. Right. Listen to what I'm talking about. Um, and he would be like, no, I can't. And then his buddy would call, and he'd get on the phone. Hey, dude, what's up? How's it going? Oh, yeah, and talking just fine. Right. Not out of breath. You know, and I'd be like, what the hell's wrong? What What's wrong with me? You know, what do you not like about talking to me? What is, you know, and, and I kind of came to the conclusion that um, I actually felt like he didn't think that I was intelligent enough to talk to, that maybe I couldn't, I felt that he thought that I wasn't intelligent enough to carry an intelligent conversation. See, that bothers me, too, because then I feel like if he didn't want to hear you speak and he didn't think you could hold an intelligent conversation... Why are you dating me? Why are you dating me? But I believed... And the reason why I believed that was because he would always, like people on TV or, you know, whatever, um, whatever we were watching or sports or the news or whatever, he would always talk about how well-spoken somebody was or how not well-spoken somebody was. And if somebody was really well-spoken, he would love to watch the show and he said it would soothe me because it would this person's so well-spoken. I just love listening to them. They're so smart. Um, I, he loved intelligence. And um, when somebody else would come on that maybe wasn't as well-spoken, he would be like, I can't listen to this shit. This person's fucking stupid. And, you know, God, I don't know how they're on the TV. And, you know, so that's why, like how he wouldn't talk to people or, or, you know, like listen to people that weren't well spoken. So when he kind of threw that at me, like wouldn't listen to me Mm -hmm. anytime I would speak. I mean, oh, and a couple times he'd be like, um, say it quickly because I don't have a lot of time. Um, speed it up. I don't need the whole story. Just short version you know so all of those comments 
the way he would react to people who that who were not as well spoken on TV, um, I ended up feeling very self-conscious because I was like, fuck, he thinks I'm stupid, you know? Right. Um, that's why he doesn't want to talk to me. That's why he doesn't want to listen to me because he thinks I'm... I'm dumb. He doesn't think I'm intelligent enough to carry a conversation with him. Um, and I mentioned that to him several times, and he's like, no, that's not true. Well, if, I, if I'm sitting here listening to you for an hour to speak, and then I go to open my mouth, and it's like, shut up, I can't listen to you. Right. But then you get a phone call two seconds seconds later from your friend who I know you speak very highly of who you say is very intelligent and you love talking to this person because they're intelligent and they're well spoken and you talk to them for an hour on the phone after you just told me you couldn't talk to me well now I'm wondering well, what the hell's wrong with me right because then it makes it seem like okay the first thought I have is if I don't if I'm not intelligent enough for you hey why the fuck you fucking me why are you I because you're just a fuck right you're just a fuck you, you're treating me like I'm just a fuck I'm just a fuck yeah right. and if that's the case then why am I here right the reason why is because I can control you mm-hmm and look, I could tell you to shut up, and you will. Right. And I can tell you to do things, and you will. And I can tell you to go in the bedroom and let's fuck, and you will. And then I could get on the phone with my friend and have a conversation with somebody. Right. Simple as that. They so can control just us. Just another level of control. That they feel like they have over you, right? Okay. This is, I mean, it, it's just like uh, you know, the more we unpeel that that onion, it's just another layer there. You know, sitting there, just waiting to be, you know, to burn your eyes once again because <laughs> you know the more you peel, <laughs> you, the, the slow you peel this onion, the more it's gonna burn your eyes. And yeah. You're gonna cry for it. And, and I've been crying for two years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep feeling away and feeling away. And realistically, at the end of the day, all you're left, all you're left with is a fucking onion that right. stinks. That stinks. <laughs> That's burning your eyes. That's burning your eyes. Burning your eyes. And it's left you with nothing, realistically. Yeah. Because you, you, you have nothing to show for it. But why am I waiting around? Right, and 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 to be honest, you don't have anything to show for it. You're right. a, exactly correct. Um, you know, I invested almost two years into this person. What do I have to show for it? Right. Absolutely nothing. You know why? Because my mom met him once. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends met him once and not all of my friends have met him uh i we're not friends on facebook or instagram 
I've never met any of his friends at all. Um, he didn't want me originally on his Facebook at all. Um, mostly because I believe that uh, it's because he has all of his exes on there. So, right. you know, I mean, he made sure that that was a very, you know, rubbed into me a lot. So, um, yeah, I have nothing to show for this relationship that I uh, invested two years in. At all. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not even a t-shirt. No. Oh, I have a nice purse. It was a Christmas present. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I mean, really, and then the funny thing, and we talked about this, I'm, I'm not like a gift person. You don't have to buy me gifts to make me want to date you or whatever. Um, he took me out to dinner once um, in two years. Uh, we had coffee dates in the beginning, you know, not a lot, a few. Um, I don't have any really huge gifts from him besides the purse. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to show for it whatsoever. Nothing, absolutely nothing. See, I think that's, to me... You know, gifts never did it for me, but I just I just needed your time and attention. Yeah, well, you see, I didn't even time really get that. So. I mean, quality time, not just you sitting around no, in it's the just, same room. No, it's just, that's all it was, right. sitting in the same room watching TV. It was not quality time. You know, going for a walk together, going to the mall together, yeah. window shopping. Um, we didn't do that. Yeah. Even... Even like shopping, so it's it's funny that you mentioned that because like even like shopping, it was like, oh, I have to go to Kohl's, you know. Okay, well, I would like to go to Kohl's and look around, you know. I need stuff, right? You know, I could use stuff. Um, so we go to Kohl's and it's like, hurry, 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 rush, 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 you know. Everything was a rush. Um, it wasn't like, here, hold my hand and let's right. cruise around and, you know, window shop or whatever. It was just, yeah, let's get it over with. Like it was just trying to hurry you through the store to get, right. to get you out. Yeah. Get feedback. I had a little bit. Um, but it, but I understand that because that's what I said. I never even got that because we couldn't go anywhere together. Yeah. So because we couldn't go anywhere together, I don't I don't think I even got that. I was never even offered that. So it was like the frustration of when do I get to be in a relationship? When do right. I get to be a boyfriend? Right. You know when do I get to be that person that says hey, let's go this place, let's go that place, let's spend this time together. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have that. So in that context, I think I was more upset that I didn't get to have those things that I wanted the most. Yeah. So it was always the frustration of, you know, like I said, I never really knew how to date, but when I wanted to go places, I can't. 
-hmm. I don't have a girlfriend to go with. Right. I can't. I don't have a girlfriend. So I just said, fuck it. I'll go by myself. Yeah. It was just easier that way. Yeah. I would rather go by myself than sit around and wait for somebody to live my life. Right. It was almost like I was pressing pause on my life to live. Yeah. Which didn't make any sense to me. Like, why am I pausing my life to be happy? Just because I just want to be happy with this person. Mm -hmm. So then it, I started to feel like, fuck, am I being punished for wanting to love this person? Hmm. Because that's how it felt. Like, I was essentially being punished for wanting to love this person. Right. You don't want me, but you don't want nobody else to have me. But you'll be damned. You'll be damned if you let anybody else love me. Right. So. Yeah, you see, that's the thing. I don't. I think they don't want anyone else to love us because they want that opportunity to come back in if they so choose to. Right. Um, they don't care if we fuck around with anybody else no. because you know what? They'll still fuck us. Right. That's the thing. They don't love us. Like, like for me, it would be, oh, well, if we split up and he went and had sex with somebody else, I wouldn't want him back. Right. Okay? Um, because it's more about love than having sex. I could go have sex anywhere. Right. You know? But you just can't fall in love with just anybody. Um, but for them they don't care they don't love us so that doesn't matter they don't want us happy though see but that becomes yeah they don't want us happy because us being happy with somebody else we're not an available option for them yeah we're not the available option so if we find other people and we start dating and then they're like oh well wait a second well, if they're all nice and happy with this person, that doesn't give me the opportunity to squirm my way back into their lives like I've done so all of these years. Right. Um, so let's squirm our way back in before they get too settled with this person. Exactly. You know, then that causes self-doubt in us. It also makes us think oh, well, maybe this person is redeemed. Maybe, you know, oh, my God, they fell and they hit their head and they realized that we are the person for them and they love us so much and we're meant to be together. We're soulmates. Um, maybe this other person isn't the person that I need to be with, even though they're really nice, but... You know, they're not the person that I've been in love with for all of these years that I've wanted for all of these years. And there goes the self-doubt. Yes. No, because all they And then there goes our good relationship is gone. That could have been And there. then here they are. Oh, we got them. We got them back again. Uh, hey, I don't want to be with you. What are right. you talking about? Just once again, just drilling the, a hole inside your body and your heart to give you something that you don't that you didn't want to begin with right 
Oh, it didn't. Um, but, um, and I think that's where the frustration for me lies is always weaseling your way back in like nothing. Right? Like nothing ever fucking happened. Yep. Like no words were ever said previously to that. Never, like the word fuck you never was said. Right. Like the most famous words from him. Grab your shit and get the fuck out of my house. Oh, but come back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Oh, but come back now. Now you can come back. Or my personal favorite, you know, saying the same thing, you know, don't don't text me ever again. And then look at my phone. (laughs) Hi. I'm like, did you not... Tell, did you not see the message where I said don't fucking text me ever again? Yeah. And here you are out of nowhere. Hi. Right. What the fuck is this about? You know? What the Rice Krispie Treat shit is this? <laughs> like you didn't understand the words that I said? No. And it's not a point that they understood it. It's just they don't give a fuck. Right. Fuck what you said. Fuck what you think. Fuck everything about you. Mm-hmm. You're you're my puppet, and I'll control you the way I want, yeah. the way I want when a I want. Puppet, that's, right? That's an, yeah, that's perfect. Uh... I'll control you how I want, when I want, in the way I want. Right. Yeah, pretty much. So, at the end of the day, you know, we just have to start realizing, you know, if we're gonna be treated like this, then fuck, do live our lives. Right. If you want to be in my life, show me you want to be in my life. Right. You you want me to you want me to hang out with me? Make plans. Make plans. You know. I, Don't expect me to sit around and wait for you. Exactly. Until it's convenient for you. Exactly. Because I have no choice but to believe that some comp- capacity. In some capacity, <laughs> speak of the devils and they will appear. Your turn's next, right? Oh, shit. Um, um, I have no trust but to believe. I, I, need, to, I need to see that. I need to see what. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, should, we need a break now. <laughs> right. We, we're going to have to end this podcast soon because it's getting we're, we're casting devils and they're appearing. Um, <laughs> So it's so like the exercise, right? <laughs> trying to exercise <laughs> demons, and they're trying to appear. Um, so the, what do I always say? Speak of the devil, and, and they are, they arrive. Right. So it's getting the hilarities ensuing here at that point, and we're not drinking that much. I've only had one <laughs> Jack and Coke at this point. And how many glasses of wine have you had over there? Uh, like probably really only one. Yeah, so it's not like we're drinking and getting that crazy. So this is the fact that it's starting to get funny over here. It's hilarious at this point. But to that end, this story will continue, and it probably will be more episodes to come. So stay tuned and look forward to the next episode. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can email us at lifeontheledgepodcast at yahoo.com. Give us a call or text 
at 872-703-8500. Don't forget to hit the like button to subscribe. Give us a rating. It shows us you appreciate what we're doing. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media uh, at Life on the Ledge Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and soon to be Snapchat and Twitter. Take care.